0: If you were going to fail bigger in your life, what would that look like? If you were going to take something even bigger on and maybe fail at it, perhaps even go for a no, go for a failure on it, but you were really going to give something big a shot, expanding your vision, expanding what you'd want to do, what is that thing? What is that one thing that you'd want to be doing? What would it take to be able to go after that? What if you reoriented your perception so instead of being scared of that, you were excited by that, you were driven towards it, compelled to move towards it, even if you were worried, maybe it's not gonna go well. What if you could eliminate that fear and it just became all practice, all growth, all opportunity? That's what you're gonna learn in today's show. Coming to you from the Center for Social Confidence in Portland, Oregon, welcome to Shrink for the Shy Guy, helping men everywhere
1: go from social anxiety to social domination with your host,
0: Dr. Aziz. Welcome to today's episode, which is all about fail big, fail faster. And you're going to learn exactly how to do that. We're going to continue with our interview with Andrea Wall. It's all about go for no, all about shifting your relationship to no, to rejection, to failure, because think about this. The more you can, so as you learned in the last week's episode, when you orient yourself towards no and you stop trying to avoid it, you become more resilient, become more confident, and, you know, yes lives in the land of no. So you end up getting more yeses when you stop becoming so scared of no. But what if you turned it up a notch? What if you got no's faster, right? So the classic example I do when I'm working with guys who are single and they want to get in a relationship is let's say you got a no once a month from a woman or you asked one woman out, let's say a month, whether she said yes or no, that's 12 opportunities a year. What if you asked a woman out every week? That's 52 opportunities in a year. You just quadrupled your opportunities. What if you asked a woman out every three days and so on and so forth? You can get up to hundreds of opportunities. And that's what happens when you're willing to fail faster. Can you see the power that can start to come from that? So that's what we're going to learn more about in our interview with Andrea. If you love to jump into the conversation, go to facebook.com slash shrinkfortheshyguy or shrinkfortheshyguy.com and send me a message. I love reading them. If you're enjoying the show, if you're liking this, please rate the show on iTunes. Give it a five-star rating if you are a fan of the show and want it to keep growing and continuing and so we can reach even more people. So let's jump back into that interview with Andrea now expert interview. Absolutely. I think that permission to, as you said, to fail and the permission for it to be a learning process. I see this oftentimes in people that I've worked with and uh, there's a perfectionistic tendency in myself too that if I don't catch it can, can get me where it's like I'm taking on something new. I'm learning. And uh, this is the second time I've tried it and it didn't go exactly how I wanted it to. And there's a part of my brain that's like, ah, come on, what, what's going on here? You suck. And I have to kind of <laughs> pause and give myself some permission, like, wait a minute, this is a learning process. And of, and of course I don't know this yet. And I think that's so important, whether it's in sales or even learning how to more comfortably talk to someone that you want to date, uh, any area it's a learning process always. We can always be improving, and we certainly don't know everything uh, from from the get-go.
1: Exactly. And, you know, I mean, I think it probably goes to so much of what you teach in just coaching people in building their confidence and in meeting new people and all of that. And I think so much of it, again, is that perfectionism and that not wanting to feel foolish and and just giving somebody the permission and and actually telling them like with go for no we say go out there and get a no in fact we say go out there and find the find somebody that you are certain to get a no like instead of just like normally when we're living in that kind of go for yes mindset it's you know your, your sales manager would say well call somebody who you think you'll get a yes from and that'll build your confidence well instead from a go for no standpoint our position is well why don't you Call somebody who you're absolutely certain will tell you no. Maybe they've told you no in the past. Let's get that over with. Let's prove that you survived that so that you can continue to make calls and and prove that you you can survive. So it's never in the avoiding that we build ourselves up. It's in the confronting and then surviving and then moving forward through that.
0: That is such a key thing. And that's what you touched on when you said earlier, like, I can't, we can't sell anyone courage. We can only teach them how to craft it themselves because the key element is that that confronting. And there's a a definition of courage that I actually saw on a t-shirt and I loved it so much that I snapped a photo of it. And I want to read it now because I think it really relates to what you're saying. It says, um, courage, also known as fortitude, is the ability to confront fear, pain, danger, uncertainty, or intimidation. It can be divided into physical courage in the face of physical pain hardship and the threat of death and emotional courage in the face of shame scandal rejection and discouragement its vice of deficiency brings cowardice and its vice of excess brings recklessness and one thing i i what really stands out to me in that is that it's the confrontation of that thing and what we're talking about now is mostly I'm imagining the emotional side. I guess someone could uh, physically attack you when you when you offer them to sell your your product, but usually it's the emotional side that we're afraid of. And there's the confrontation of it that I think is the key element that, that creates the courage.
1: Absolutely. Well, first of all, I love that. That is so cool, so amazing and, and perfectly described, and you're right. And it, it is human nature, especially... And I'm sure you see this with your clients. You know, when people are shy and um, lacking confidence, you you don't you're not in confrontation mode. You're in run mode. <laughs> so yeah. this is this is all about facing that and and pushing pushing yourself and you know and being willing to be um, vulnerable. I, I've watched uh, several times actually um, her TED talk, Brene Brown. Um, you've probably seen this on shame, and it's fascinating, and it's um, it's all about being vulnerable, and I think that's a huge part of learning to build your confidence, learning to go for no, and learning to be successful by failing is, you know, getting over whatever shame you have in your history, your background, whatever, and being vulnerable in front of other people. Um, people respond to that, but they won't unless you <laughs> take a chance and, and take a risk.
0: Absolutely. And what have you seen, you know, one of the biggest fears that people mention is, okay, what if I try this thing and I fail? And then everyone's going to, you know, think less of me. They're going to point the finger and laugh at me. And what have you seen in your, as people start to go for no, and let's say they really throw themselves out there and, and try something and it doesn't quite work. Do they, does that really happen? Do people really laugh at them or do people have a different response or do people not even notice? What have you seen about the reality of that?
1: Yeah, I think, well, I think the reality is, um, well, what, what I've seen actually is amazing, <laughs> amazing stories. And um, much of it has been, uh, much, much of the example that I've gotten has been um, sales examples. But we've had letters and people write us who, um, you know, had dreams of becoming artists, singers, um, who end up going on auditions and they, uh, you know, don't make it but they just are kind of living in a totally different mindset because, and they're so proud of themselves and they are able to live without that regret of, well, what a, you know, I never tried to do this. Um, ultimately, even getting rejected and turned down um, has helped people be more successful because They attempted it. They did something that was, you know, a passion. Even if they were rejected, Um, so that's uh, the one thing that we've seen and gotten really cool notes and letters about. Some people have been successful and and um, have gone on to do amazing things. Uh, From a sales standpoint, we get these letters of people who are just blown away by the results that they get. They say, "I started going for no, and um, I didn't think." much of it. And all of a sudden, I was getting yeses. And I got a yes from somebody I didn't expect. And the next thing you know, this person became, you know, hugely successful. And they helped me in my business. And now I'm like a top leader. Um, It's just amazing what happens when people take the risk and, and they try it. So we've seen miraculous things. And it's funny we always get the credit (laughs) people always thank us and i always say well you you know you're the one who took the action because it's one thing to tell you to go out and fail and and to go out and go for no um but it does take courage you have to put yourself on the line you have to be willing to risk so all of those people did they're all better off for it um and living with i think much less regret of what could have been because they made the different attempts
0: Absolutely. And you know, less regret. And you said a word in there, which I think is so important, which is feeling proud of regardless of the outcome. Hey, I did it. I tried. I put myself out there. I, and I, I think what I've seen is not only can a person uh, feel that natural sense of uh, pr- pride in themselves for the successes, but also for the attempts and, and the no's along the way. But I've seen other people can actually respect someone. Who, who goes out there and, and tries. That's consistently what I see. When someone is bold, there might be a few, you know, haters who, who challenge them, but most people uh, tend to really admire and appreciate that demonstration of willingness and boldness and courage.
1: Absolutely. And you'll get a kick out of this, too. So a, a few years ago, we decided to write a little controversial press release because we were like, okay, how do we, um, you know, get the word out of go for no? How do we um, you know, just continue to market this concept and and have people find out about us. So when American Idol was really big um, at its height, this was like 2006 or something, um, we did a press release and we said, um, I think we call ourselves failure experts on this press release, and we said, failure experts claim that rejected American Idol contestants are more successful than most Americans. And the whole point of the press release that we wrote up was that most people are sitting on the couch, eating potato chips, mocking, you know, these bad contestants. And and some of the people were bad and some of the people were just okay. They weren't good enough to, you know, go on. Um, they didn't have the talent. They had the tenacity. but they, in our minds, they were success, more successful than most people being rejected on the show because they're the ones who are going out and risking and attempting and, you know, auditioning and putting them, themselves through all of this potential rejection. Um, and that press release went, I mean, wild. We got so much press. I ended up going on an um, uh, American Idol talk show to talk about it, all because people thought that was so interesting that that was our position. But that is our position.
0: Yeah, absolutely, and that's a great story. I mean, even in that self, there's just a, a sign of you being willing to put something out there that's going to get no's. People are going to disagree with it. People are going to uh, mm-hmm. you know, have something to, to say about. It. But that's where the the energy comes from. And actually, that's a great uh, question I have. If you'd like to share, how would you say you most currently apply "go for no" in your life, in your business, or other areas of your life? Like, where where is it where is it showing up now? How do you keep using this? Um, Philosophy. We're going to pause and take a quick break, and then we're going to get back into that interview with Andrea Waltz. Are you ready to take your confidence to the next level? What would you do with that confidence? Meet more people? Find a girlfriend? Excel in your company? Hands down, the most powerful way to truly transform your confidence long term is to work with someone who knows exactly how to do it. Join Dr. Aziz and seven of your peers in a life changing group coaching program called Total Confidence. Work directly with Dr. Aziz on your challenges, learn from your peers, and get the support you need to make that next big shift. Go to socialconfidencecenter.com coaching to find out more.
1: Oh gosh, all the time. Um, <laughs> we go for no trying to get speaking clients and um, we are constantly reaching out to people to do work with, whether it's, you know, have us on an interview like this or doing a a training call or all of the kind of ways that we share go for no. So we continue to sell and market our products and our services all the time. Um, and then Richard and I are trying some really, I guess I call it crazy off the wall, interesting projects. We just launched a Kickstarter campaign for a paranormal suspense series that we're launching. Um, he's kind of taking the lead on that. So, uh, that's a dream project for us i don't know that you know without go for no and knowing that we've got to put ourselves out there and take a chance i don't know if we would be trying some of these these wild things that we try so we we definitely live it
0: all the time that is great and and what i love about it is it can help someone who you know and i have a kind of a range and and listeners someone might be listening and they're kind of really stuck just to go start a conversation with someone just to you know develop more friends or maybe even meet someone they're interested in and and the go for no is tremendously powerful that for that someone might be further along you know more successful socially but they're held back in business in creating their own business or in marketing themselves or they're a salesperson and that's tremendously useful but what's beautiful about this philosophy is no matter where you are you could be at a place like where you and Richard are where you're 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 successful you have a um a business that is teaching something that is of tremendous value, you, you do speaking, uh, conferences and trainings, sort of like the high level stuff, but you're always looking for the next thing. Like, okay, what's the crazy project we can do? What's the next way that we can get? No. And so there's there's really no limit to how far you can expand with this approach to life. I love it.
1: Yeah, I, I, you're, you're so right. And I, I'm glad that you said that. And I do appreciate that for sure.
0: So the question I have, and some listeners might be having this as well, is, okay, so success, uh, achievement, you know, glory, oh. that sounds great. but how many nos do I need to get before that fear starts to go down a little bit? like how many how many do I need to get? and and I know it's probably different person history situation, but just to, you know, the general sense, is it like five nos? Is it five hundred nos? how How much do people need to really, put themselves out there before it starts to go down?
1: <laughs> yeah, that is a great question, and it's so hard to say because, like I was telling you earlier, you know we have all of these different levels. I, I see these different levels of people, and again, some people just take it, and they, it's like they get it intellectually and they can kind of get it emotionally quickly too. I think about 60% um, of people fall somewhere in the middle. And so how many knows it takes to really kind of get over... Some of that, um, it really depends upon the person. We One of the things that we do, which is kind of fun, though, and it's a great way to, I think, accelerate the process, is we do a, um, this is like just totally informal. I do it through a Facebook group, and sometimes I'll do a webinar around it. We do a 30-day go-for-no challenge. So we challenge people, get as many noses you can get, for yourself in 30 days now some people come up with these crazy goals they'll say well I'm gonna get a thousand or 500 or whatever now a person who maybe they're super shy they're online all the time they don't talk to people they they haven't gotten a no since you know 1997 um, they may say well gosh my my 30day challenge would be to get 10 nos well that's fine there's nothing wrong with that it's whatever would be really challenge your comfort zone Mm. and so for 30 days we just tell people get as many notes as you can or set a goal challenge yourself and see what happens and i think by accelerating that and um we have a thing that we mentioned in our book called the the five failure levels level four is fail bigger and fail faster that allows people to do that it's you know set make something challenging try to fail fast. And if you can do that in a short period of time and, and do that fast, I think, I think that will really accelerate your progress. Not to say that there won't be somebody down the line that you want to ask out that scares the heck out of you, you know, where you're just like, oh my God, this is my dream person. And I'm really scared. Um, but I think it would help.
0: Absolutely. And I love that, the, the fail bigger, faster. Right? And sort of the idea of failing your way to success that you can really accelerate your progress by just being willing to go out there and I teach that sometimes I'm working with a man and he wants to you know find a partner meet a woman and and he's like well I'm willing to get rejected you know once a month it's like well that's you know uh, the likelihood of finding uh, your, your the love of your life on the first chance uh, good luck and so if it's once a month maybe you're looking at 10 20 months before you really click with the exact right person for you Whereas if you're willing to get you know, one no know a day, then mm-hmm. who knows, you might really be able to, to make that happen so much faster in your life.
1: Oh, absolutely,
0: yeah. So that's uh, really helpful. And one question is, um, have you noticed, does the fear ever really just kind of completely go away? Or is there always that kind of something that you need to just, it doesn't stop you, but you still feel it in your heart or your stomach or your chest or something along those lines?
1: for me personally,
0: Uh, for you personally, and and maybe what you've seen in, in people that you've taught and worked with.
1: Yeah. You know, um, I think, I think, well, for me personally, I can say, yeah, almost entirely unless there's something for some reason that just something I really want to have a yes, you know, I really want it to, to happen. Um, I can get super nervous over it. Um, and I've heard from a wide variety of people who say that, uh, their fears are greatly diminished. I don't know if anybody is completely fearless, you know, it's, um, it would be uh, emotions really guide us. And I think to try to rid ourselves of emotion entirely is not necessarily a productive thing. Um, It's when it inhibits us from living the kind of life we want to live, from achieving our dreams, from living a great life is when our emotions become a problem, right? Mm. So it's, it's about being able to manage them in such a way that we can continue to move forward, even if we have a little bit of that nervousness and the butterflies, which is what I get in the pit of my stomach. So I think um, I, no one has ever said to me, you know, it's completely I'm perfect, I'm good, um, <laughs> but lots of people have made 180-degree turns.
0: Absolutely. I think that's the biggest uh, real uh, outcome is to not be inhibited by that fear, not to be held back by it just to have it be an energy that is there, but it no longer has such a control over you. Mm-hmm. You know, there's one, one question, one last question I'm really curious about is how does this work? You know, if you're going for no's, how do you, where's the role of uh, changing your approach? Because, you know, you might be going for no's, but you might be, say your sales approach might be uh, ineffective, or maybe when it comes to dating and relationships, you might be approaching some people in a in a way that is getting you knows but it also is going to consistently keep getting you know like basically how do you get better at whatever it is you're doing while you also are going for these no's
1: yeah I'm so glad you said that and I always forget to mention that <laughs> oh, I'm so glad you brought that up very important because yeah you don't want to just keep doing the same thing over and over again and we all know that's the definition of insanity so um, clearly your goal is to get go for no. And yet at some point you, if it's just no, no, no. And, and you're not seeing any yeses, um, which I've had people tell me that before they, they say, you know, I've done this and I feel like I'm not getting anywhere. My advice is always okay. So at this point, you need to seek help from an expert in your field in your endeavor, if you will, of whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, and change up your approach and get maybe it's just get creative maybe it's do something a little crazy maybe it's just um take a look and see what the best people are doing you know the see what your um if it's getting a, if your best friend has a ton of dates see what they're doing um if it's this top sales guy in your company you know find out how what his approach or her approach is so definitely learning from those no's and being able to fill in the gaps. But here's the interesting thing about that, and, and I had a lady write me, and I loved what she said. She did a 30-day go-for-no challenge, and she said it was only by really getting out there and forcing myself to go-for-no was I really able to see where I was getting no's and where my gaps were so that I knew that I needed to get more training in these particular areas. Um so she was actually seeing, okay, this is this is the point where I'm not able to close the sale. This is the point where the person's telling me no, they don't want to meet with me. Um, and so she saw where her opportunities were. I think for a lot of people, um, especially if somebody really lacks confidence and they're not putting themselves out there at all, they don't even get to that point to analyze it. You know, mm-hmm. so if you can go for no and you can start getting those nos and and maybe see, uh, maybe learn a little bit about what you're doing and what they're telling you and figure out, okay, how can I change this up? Um, how can I get creative and do it a little differently? I think that goes a long way in teaching you where your gaps are.
0: Absolutely. I'm a, I love so much what you said in there. And, and I'm thinking about the clients that I work with who make the most dramatic and rapid progress in their confidence. And then that translates into their romantic life, their business life, their social life, it's in our session, we focus on their mindset, their, the emotions that might be holding them back, uh, specific strategies they could use. But the ones that really rapidly accelerate and grow are the ones who are in between sessions. They're out there trying it a lot. We're going to pause and take one more quick break, and then we're going to jump back into the conclusion of this interview with expert Andrea Waltz. Have you ever heard the phrase, feel the fear and do it anyway?
1: Have you ever tried it in your life? While it is a key part of building confidence, it leaves out the most important secret of creating powerful confidence in every area of your life. Do you want to know that secret? It's self-compassion. The skill of being on your own side no matter what. It's so important. Confidence Unleashed has an entire module on it. Go to confidenceunleashednow.com to find out more.
0: And, mm-hmm. and that's because you, you can, I think I've seen a couple of errors people make. One is people get very, very little data. They'll, they'll try once in a month or a couple of weeks, and they'll, they'll try to make all kinds of conclusions about that. Mm-hmm. Oh, I should do this next time. I should do that. It's like, well, maybe you need to do five before you can start mm-hmm. to notice any sort of trends. And another thing I noticed people do is they, uh, they'll take the wrong lesson. Um, I was working with one fellow, and he was working on getting more comfortable with, uh, with women and, and dating and wanting to find a, a partner. And uh, <clears throat> he would sometimes get uncomfortable on the phone. He, he was a little better person, to, uh, face-to-face. But on the phone, he would get nervous or uh, not know what to say. And so he, sure enough, was on the phone with a woman. And it had been going well via texting, he, he says. But when they got on the phone, they chatted for a while. It seemed to be going well. And all of a sudden, about 20, 30 minutes into the conversation, she seemed to really withdraw and shut down. And get a little um, distant or cold and then and quickly ended the conversation. And so mm. we were trying to explore what happened and it was like, What did you what did he learn? What did he take from it? And he said, I learned uh, to never talk on the phone with a woman that I'm interested in. Oh. I <laughs> <laughs> said, so, Well that's that is one possible lesson and, and I think we often do that. We you know, the lesson we take is, Oh, I, I should, you know, avoid, no, I avoid. should avoid failure. Mm-hmm. And that's what I love about what you're teaching is like, no, 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 there's, you can tweak your approach. You can see, you can learn from this by consulting someone who, who knows more than you. But uh, the, 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 the takeaway is not to avoid, but to keep going into it.
1: Completely. Can I just add one thing to that too? I, I think there's a tendency, and this goes for um, finding that you're a life partner, finding, um, and this is going to sound really, kind of horrible, but um, finding the, the next sale is, um, I, I know people believe in soulmates and I get that and everything, but the reality is is that if you don't get this one yes on this one sale, your sales career is not over. If you want to date this one person and that doesn't happen, you're not dateless forever. <laughs> you're not, right. you know, this is not like this one person was it and this is the one time and, and that's it. I mean, the reality is um, it does have to be the kind of the uh, almost the quantity approach and that's one of the things actually we teach quite a bit is when you're going for no um, you know we said go for no we said fail bigger faster well part of that is um, when you're trying this if you can tell your story to a lot of people and whether it's just meeting people relationships um, and you're out there and you're sharing and talking to a lot of people the rejection, the nervousness, the all a lot of that goes away when you have a higher quantity of people you're act you're interacting with. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I guess it's not. And this, I apologize, this may dovetail like totally against what you teach, but it's kind of like if you're talking to if you have like five women, you're kind of conversing with over a week. Um, it tends to, I think remove some of the nervousness as it, as opposed to like this is it she's the one this is it if I screw this up that's it I'm oh, never yeah. getting married okay? <laughs> absolutely right? no,
0: that that is uh I am in total alignment with you on that I, I think that we can you know the, the idea of a soulmate is an interesting one and we could have a probably a fascinating discussion about that but one thing I know for sure is because you saw her across the room and she was beautiful or had something about her that compelled you. Uh, First of all, that doesn't mean that she's your soulmate, and I wouldn't necessarily okay. say, "Okay, this is the one," you know. And you get all attached to the outcome, and and then even if there isn't a potential, um, you know, with that attachment and that uh, anxiety of messing it up, you tend to not really be yourself. And then the next right. thing you know, uh, you lose that opportunity, which uh, could be a good wake up call, and it could also be uh, just to there's, if it didn't work out, then then she's not your soulmate, right? You know, it's like mm-hmm. if she wasn't interested, right. then, then uh, you know, that's, that there's, there's someone out there who will, who will reciprocate and you just need to keep working on yourself to find them. And I think that's so true. What you're highlighting is that um, the confidence that comes from abundance uh, in terms of, and not necessarily an abundance of yeses, but I have five more sales calls or five more, you know, sales conversations or presentations in the next two weeks versus it's a ghost town out there. And mm-hmm. you're going to be so much more um, nervous and, and anxious and, and, and ultimately not be as effective if you don't have all that stuff lined up. And the only way to get stuff uh, lined up is to go for no.
1: <laughs> Completely. Yes. I, yeah,' you're, I, I totally agree.
0: <laughs> well, this is great. I mean I, I'm really enjoying uh, talking with you. I feel like there's there's so much more we could uh, we could jump into, but maybe we'll have to uh, save that for a future conversation, but, but people that are listening, and if they're intrigued and interested, what would be the best way to find out more about uh, what you offer and books and maybe even opportunities to see you and Richard speak?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Well, I would encourage everybody to go to goforno.com, which is our website, and it's spelled out in the words, G-O-F-O-R-N-O.com. If they're Amazon shoppers, they can find the GoForNo book on Amazon, um, Kindle and physical book. So I'd say pick up the book. That's the best way to kind of get to know the concept. And we've got some free stuff on our website. I mean, we have videos and tons of blogs and uh, a fun little free no-quotient assessment. So there's plenty of ways to interact with us without purchasing. So, yeah, go to the website, check it out, and, and um, see what you can learn.
0: Fantastic. Thank you so much for, for sharing with us today, Andrea. I really appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me.
0: That brings us to the end of the interview and almost to the end of our show, but we have to end with one thing, which is what we always end with, which is your time for action. Today's action step is to do one of the following. A. Fail bigger or B. Fail faster. So pick one thing that you'd like to fail bigger at. What's a, what's a way to up your game, up your projects, up something, taking something on that you could fail at that's bigger than you've done before, that's a little outside of your comfort zone. So that's A, option A is to take that one on. Option B is continue with something that you're doing, something a little bit smaller, but do it faster. Get more knows more quickly, make more calls, talk to more people, whatever it is in your particular situation, whether it's sales, business, conversations, dating, relationships, Public speaking, let's say you're scared of public speaking. How can you fail faster at that? Well, how many speaking gigs can you line up? Can you find a Toastmasters? When you go to a Toastmasters, you know, every time I went to a Toastmasters when I was younger and I was working on my public speaking fear, I wouldn't just go and kind of hang out in the back of the room and check out the scene. No, I was there to feel the fear and do it anyway. So I'd get there and I'd look for the opportunity and say, Sure enough, someone's like, someone's not going to be here today. Does anyone want to give an impromptu speech? And bam, my hand went up right away because I knew I'm here to fail faster. The more I can do this, the more uncomfortable I can be, the quicker I'm going to get the confidence that I need that I want. So that is what I encourage you to do in today's action step. Take your pick A or B, or if you want extra credit, A and B. But whatever you do, remember to have compassion with yourself in this process, to be on your own side, to not criticize yourself, and to really learn how to accept yourself and be on your own side no matter what happens, especially when you get those no's. And then when you combine the going for no with self-compassion, you got rocket fuel for your confidence boosters, my friend. So thanks so much for listening. I enjoyed talking with you this week. I look forward to speaking with you more in the future. And if you're interested in that total social confidence group that you heard about earlier in this episode, By all means, go to the website under the coaching section, look up groups or under the events section. It'll be in both of those places and you can find out all uh, about the group there and uh, look about filling out the application and so on and so forth. I'd love to talk with you more about that if you're ready to really up your game and handle this confidence area once and for all. So I look forward to speaking with you and talking with you in the future. And until we do, may you have the courage to be who you are and to know...